What's up, walkers? We're back here in the Skywalk. This is Brett. This is Allie. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all the time. Allie's laughing because I suggested that as a possible name for our podcast. <laughs> Star Wars all the time. I actually think it's not a bad name. Well, we'll have to pin that one. Yeah. We can, um, ask, we can ask the walkers. Is that in your millennial phrase list? Pin it. Pin it? Put no. a pin in it? No. So we're back here with another episode of Lando's Randos. What happened today was kind of weird. We were going to record, then we weren't going to record, and then we kind of, and then we are going to record, but then we <laughs> lost Jeff, and we don't know where Jeff is, which is appropriate, because if you listen to this podcast, you know that Jeff vanishes <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. Star Wars all the time. <laughs> so we're going to do a Randos. Uh, Lando's Randos is when we do an episode that's just a bunch of random tidbits, thoughts, jokes, observations, nuggets, all pure gold uh, around the Star Wars universe and current Star Wars entertainment. All right. So um, first, Rando. Yes. Why is it called The Resistance? See, okay. I was having a conversation with boyfriend. We're using Audacity, so I don't want to risk it. We're having a conversation. I was having a conversation with boyfriend about this in the car the other day. And I was saying, why is it the resistance in the first order? Like, why isn't it just the rebellion again? Except it doesn't need to be a rebellion or anything because they won the war. Right, exactly. And that's my point, right? So if anything, the first order is a rebellion. Yeah. Because there was the republic. So a resistance or a rebellion goes against the governing power or authority. Yeah. So... And I know that you learn in, like, other background material that, um, uh, like, the resistance is formed by General Leia Organa because she is frustrated by the fact that the New Republic? Yeah, the New Republic, I think, something. the, The New Republic, like, won't take her concerns about the First Order seriously. Right. Which I think is a, 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 a... Dumb. Yeah. I don't understand. That's my Jeff Goldblum impression. I don't understand. Why wouldn't... She's General Leia. Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't you take her seriously? Oh, well, you don't, you, there is a thing, though. I heard that in the books, um, in the newer books that are supposed to kind of bridge the gap. Like but, Bloodline? Yeah, like either Bloodline or Aftermath or one of those. There's this whole, like... Hillary Clinton-esque scandal thing surrounding her oh, because yeah, they find she, out she's Vader's that's, daughter. That's bloodline. Spoilers! We're going to listen to it in the car. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a great way to use your road trip to California. Yes. Next rando. Um, I say let them... Okay, so we've all hated George Lucas's tinkering with the original trilogy. Yes. Right? So he's yes. gone back and he's added these CG things to it constantly. And they look awful. You never know what version you're watching anymore. No. But I say, let them fix bad CG going forward, i.e. Polar Express, Tarkin, and Leia, Maz Kanata, Snoke, whoever. Yeah, no, I guess so. I mean, I think think Tarkin was way better than Leia, and I don't know why. Right. Maybe because you get used to him because you see him a lot. Right. But... It's also an old man's face, right? Yeah. So it can be wrinkly and jagged and... It's something about that that's easier to pull off. And I think they were being so delicate with Leia's face. Yeah. Just from an aesthetic standpoint that they were like, oh, we can't. Yeah. So. To me personally, I would have used the actor that they had gotten to play Tarkin at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. 
But I understand that they were like, no, because this leads right up into the events of A New Hope and we don't want people to be confused. And I was like, so you remind people that Peter Cushing is dead and A New Hope came out in 1977. <laughs> yeah. I think that they overthink it sometimes yeah. to where they forget the real world you Implications. Know, actual reality is people know yeah. that he's dead. Yeah. And those of us that don't know can... Right ask other people. Right. I mean, are they be trying to have so much foresight that they're thinking like 40 years from now, kids will not will grow up not knowing when these were made and who was alive and who wasn't? I don't know. I would hope that IMDb still exists in 40 years. Even in that eventuality, that's why I say go ahead. Like if you've put bad CG in the new movies, go ahead and fix it. Because uh, so one thing we've talked about before, you know, blah, blah, blah. J.J. Abrams was rushing and didn't know what he was doing. But the fact is, Maz Kanata was supposed to be a practical effect, and they ran out of time. Yeah. Which is disturbing. Yeah. Um, they ran out of time, and so they had to see Jeer. Mm-hmm. So I say, fine, since you rush that out, go back and fix that. Make a special edition where you actually, you know, make her look real. Okay. Next rando. Yep. I sound like I'm rushing. We shouldn't no, rush. No, it's okay. We I think shouldn't. we're spending like two okay. or three minutes on each thing. Appropriate time. Had yeah. something about m- making a fake commercial called United Colors of Alderaan. Ooh, <laughs> I would wear that clothing line. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to that one. <laughs> Episode three is so bad. No. Episode two is so bad. If Jeff was here, he would have said, how bad was it? <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined the joke. No, I knew you wouldn't say it. <laughs> Um, it's so bad. They CG'd baby Luke into Obi-Wan's arms. I know that. Did you, so did you go back and watch it? So I told Allie no, no, this. No, 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 Those are real babies. No, I know they're real babies. And it's a real Obi-Wan, you and McGregor. It's just that they weren't in the same room apparently at the same time. For what shot? Oh, uh, on Tatooine? Well, at the very end when the babies are born. There's one shot where they're really there. Um, yeah, right. So they might be in someone else's arms. But, like, there's a shot where Obi-Wan gets handed Luke. And it's not... And it's, like, jiggly Where did you read bit. that? No, I didn't read it. I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, you saw the CG wobble? Yes. Ooh, I'll have to go back. So you got to go back and look. Walkers, I want you guys and girls to check it out and let us know if we're crazy, because I really let think, Let us know though, if Brett's crazy, because I don't believe this yet. Thanks, Al. You know, you're supposed I to just take noticed. the bullet with me. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> not going to die with you. Next rando. Yes. Why is there a freshly crashed X-Wing in the middle of the city in Rogue One? Still smoking. Okay. so It's still smoking? It's still smoking. So at first I thought, well, they're just showing us that this is, you know. A hotbed. A hotbed, right. Um, where, you know, there's all this military action going on and fighting or whatever. Uh, and so there's a crashed X-Wing from whenever. But that thing is still smoking. Well, it necess- couldn't. It might not have necessarily been a rebellion X-wing. Yeah, it might have been like black market X-wing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know. I, I just, know. I just, I never right. noticed it was smoking. I don't know if I included this as a rando here, but I have this crazy theory. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say it. Why not? Because Star Wars already has a problem where everyone's related and you can only have like one black character. And when you have a black character, it's like, we must be related to Lando. So I'm going to leave this one out. Never mind. Uh, Another thought on Force Awakens and all of these movies. Okay. These new ones. Oh, okay. All two of them. Yep. Uh, The Force Awakens edit, and maybe, maybe this is the way they made it. Or it could be something that happened in the editing room after everything was filmed. But it was too utilitarian. 
there were I've always felt that they cut out some scenes. If you look at the cut scenes on the Blu-ray, there okay. are scenes in there that actually felt real Star Warsy, right? So there's the um, there's a scene in Maz Kanata's castle where those uh, those two dudes that Finn tries to run away with the Crimson Corsair and what's his face and little you know yeah. Um, there was a scene with them where there's actual dialogue spoken. Mm-hmm. And I think they speak Huttese, yeah, Chaba's language. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool and it's really Star Wars-y. And that got cut out. Yeah, well, because you need space for Finn to say, why are we doing this again? By the way, speaking of that whole Maz Kanata's castle scene and Finn, if you watch the conversation, so Finn gets up from the table and leaves and Ray is shocked. And, and then, him. and then she follows him, and she stops him, and they're talking. Mm-hmm. That whole scene is some crazy messed up reshoot that was really, really poorly green screened. So look at Finn's hair. The next time you watch that scene, look at the edges around Finn's head. Okay. And it's pretty clear that they just inserted him into something, and they composited like Ray. It's called uh, what apparently is called a, a dirty shot. Uh, in the industry oh because well it's like in 30 rock so every scene in 30 rock was a dirty shot where you have someone in the foreground that's barely kind of showing up on camera yeah so you might just see like you're behind liz lemon and so you see a little bit of her shoulder in the shot as as jack is facing her talking to the camera essentially does that make sense oh yeah you mean all of george lucas's shooting for episode two and three probably. shot reverse shot probably yeah. yeah yeah i hadn't looked at those with an eye to that but so there's it's that technique but it's very clear that this was all just redone and mm. so you know there's probably some whole section of the story that had to be chopped there for who knows what reason and we'll never know yeah we'll never know why um next rando oh but still on the same oh, rando okay sorry i took it back <laughs> thank you though ali i appreciate the initiative <laughs> <laughs> the uh uh there's also the scene when kylo ren goes into the millennium falcon Right, and he's when looking does he around. Go into the Millennium Deleted scene. Oh, right. But when the, even even when they show it, even just the the um, the view that you get of the Falcon on the cliff in the snow, it's so Star Warsy, and, and they deleted it. It just got cut out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my point is, like, it feels like the Star Wars movies of the past had a little more time to breathe. You could have a whole, you know, people will talk about, I've heard a criticism of Empire Strikes Back that nothing happens for the first half hour of the movie. But that's fine. It's the coolest battle. It's one of the coolest battles in all of Star Wars. No, no, no. So Ali's looking at me like I'm who, insane. Who said that there was nothing happening in the first half hour? Ali's looking at me like no, I'm the two-headed I, I commentator from Phantom Menace. I didn't hear that you said that. I heard... <laughs> People say that nothing happens in the first half hour right, right, of Empire, right. and I want to strangle those well, people. who those people are, this is an important thing. They're film critics, right? <sighs> but this is what we've always talked about on our podcast. If there's one thing I think that summarizes our podcast, it's that Star Wars is not just a movie, right? You can't look at it in film critic terms necessarily. And one of the things, actually before Force Awakens came out, one of the things Jeff and I talked about that we were concerned about is that you could have a Star Wars movie that is reviewed well by film critics, and hated by fans. And hated by Star Wars fans because it's not a good Star Wars movie. It might be a good film, and if you called it something else, mm-hmm. we probably would have been fine with it. Yep. But instead, it ends up being the arrival, but with sort of Star Wars characters. And well, that's, that's not really what we want. That's one of the things about Star Wars movies is, like, they they were 
their origins lie in Saturday morning cereals. Right. Like, they're not supposed to be these, like, beautifully shot, well-edited pieces of cinematic (laughs) gold. They're supposed to be B-movies. Yeah. And they are. Right. And when you take away the B-movie aspect, they're crappy. Well... I would disagree with you there, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. I mean, I think I think the I think a New Hope and I think Empire, they're actually both. Yeah, no, they are. They and are. I, but but yeah, I, I think I think from there you get stuff that works less well as a film from the classical film critic perspective, yeah. but that still work really well to varying degrees with Star Wars fans and really resonate because they feel Star Warsy. Yeah. And I think that's why people go back, even now people who were critical of the prequels go back and are, and acknowledge like, oh yeah, those are so Star Warsy. They're oh, yeah. oozing George Lucas and and everything in his imagination and everything he intended probably before he even made the first one. And that's why they rank above The Force Awakens for me. For you. Did you want to do your ranks? No, not now. We will do them before you leave for California, though. Say it. Next rando! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's a question. Okay. And you're not going to answer it now because I already know how you feel about this. But oh. if there were another trilogy, episodes 10 and 11 and 12, this is for the Walkers. Oh, okay. okay. Who would you cast to lead an entire new trilogy. Yeah, no, you know my answer. I know your answer. Allie does not even want to think about this. It's not even that I don't want to think about it. It's that I can't. Like, my, I can't, because I don't know who's going to be... Relevant. One one of the great things about, especially the original trilogy, and now to an extent, The Force Awakens, is that they brought in unknowns to a large extent. Do you have a meeting to go to? No, go on. Oh, okay. They, I thought I did. They brought in unknowns to a large extent. Like right, right. Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford had all been in stuff, but they hadn't been in anything big, and this was their breakout role. Daisy Ridley, this is her breakout role. You know what else? You convinced me. You seriously did just now. Because oh. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so the thing is, I guess uh, I, I would change my question to this then. Because you're right. Okay, so yes, the, the reason why I agree with you now, I'm thinking about it your way. And... Ray becomes your Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. right? So now you have these characters are now the legends yeah. that are showing up in a new trilogy. Yeah. And then you have unknowns. So I guess I would change my question to be in this new, uh, so in, in Star Wars The Last Jedi, you're going to have Benicio Del Toro and Laura Dern. Yeah. And you're going to have Kelly Marie Tran, who's kind of an unknown too. So maybe don't count her. But who would you, who would you be your, your Benicio Del Toro and your Laura Dern, who you could hinge a pretty important role on? Oh, like people that you've always wanted to see in a Star Wars yeah. movie? Michael Shannon. Oh, definitely Michael Shannon. Yeah. Shando. Shando. Uh, Nando Shando. And that's the only one that matters. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll so we'll Jeff put Goldblum. that one out there. Jeff Goldblum. No, see, I don't, I don't, I think that's too much crossing streams with uh, the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, 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 chaos. Um, <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Next Rando. Next Rando. Uh, oh, Ooh, uh, we didn't hit special forces with that. Can I make some corrections from ep- from episode 16 of our podcast? Sure. <laughs> this is how old these randos are. Oh I had a correction God. from episode 16. We're what, doing episode what, 29 what right now. What did we talk about in episode 16? I don't even know. I, apparently, I said something about everyone loves their uncle. Forgetting <laughs> that Kylo Ren tried to kill his uncle. 
and did kill his dad. Yeah. But see, we were kind of saying, oh, I think I think what our point was at that time was, okay, Kylo hated his dad enough to kill him, but like. Usually, if you, like somebody who's rebellious against their parents, like the uncle, oh, the uncle's the cool one yeah. who maybe they gravitate towards. Except uh, for Luke. Except in this glaring example <laughs> of that not being true. <laughs> uh, I also said something about, at that time, you're not going to like this one, Allie, because you hate football with a passion. But uh, I said that we would see Luke Skywalker. And so in episode eight, I said Luke Skywalker would be in his like 2007 Tom Brady form. Because in 2007, the Patriots were 18-0 and 0 until they lost in the Super Bowl, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's him at his pinnacle. That's what you're going to see, peak Luke Skywalker. But so then wait, I realized— wait, wait, so are you saying that Tom Brady, since 2007, has only started a downward spiral? No, Allie. He's gotten better and won <laughs> two Super Bowls, two more. And to tell you how old this is, I was saying this because he won that last one against the Seahawks— two and a half years ago with oh. Malcolm Butler's interception. And since I wrote this down, he won another one, okay? <laughs> so this is Uber Brady. And I think that's actually what you're going to see, the grizzled veteran who is still somehow at the top of his game despite... I hope so. Despite his age. I hope and Despite so. nature's natural course for him. Nature's nature, whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, next rando. Money back guarantee. So, yes, yeah, so you can get your money back what you're paying to listen to this podcast <laughs> if I'm wrong about my guarantee that Kylo Ren turns good. I have said this before on the podcast, but I promise you. By the end of episode eight or by the end of this trilogy? Whenever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's young, you know? No, I think that I, I that's like one of the things that I want to see in The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. I want to see the exploration of Rey's, um, Rey's relationship to the Force because it's very obvious in The Force Awakens that she does tap into the dark side a little bit, and I want to see that explored. Yep. And I also want to see Kylo, the exploration of Kylo Ren yep. and how he, like, never before have we had a, had somebody who's Force-sensitive try to push the light down right. and become darker. It's normally like, like Anakin is so conflicted about, like, how he feels for Padme and what he feels about the war and how he feels about Palpatine and then all these responsibilities that he has as a Jedi yep. and it just becomes too much for him and it's like this is so much easier than your stupid dogma <laughs> by in my opinion the Jedi are evil <laughs> um, so I would like to see that yes yeah. I would like to see Kylo Ren are you giving J.J. Abrams credit for kind of turning that whole thing on its head are you willing to go there Allie no <laughs> Credit where credit is due, Allie. I will give that credit to Lawrence Casting. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess it could have been his idea. Yeah, All right. Next rando. <laughs> Jimmy Smiths. Is, Jimmy. Is he still Hispanic? Sorry, that was a joke what? from like 15 episodes ago. <laughs> if um, one stars in the West Wing, does one continue to be Hispanic? <laughs> I, that's a good question. <laughs> the answer if, is yes. I'm if, sorry. If it was today, that administration, I don't, I don't know if there are any Hispanics in government anymore. Uh, next rando. This is just an observation. When Finn accidentally turns on the hollow chest and that egregious, uh, gratuitous moment of fan service in The Force Awakens, mm -hmm. he makes that face like if you're at Macy's with your friend and your friend is shoplifting and you don't want to give it away, but then you accidentally make eye contact with a store clerk. Like that's the face that he makes. Yeah. Next rando. <laughs> <laughs> 
Should they just blow up Legends versus Canon? Now, hear me out on this. I'm, this is just a blatant, uh, speaking of blatant and gratuitous attempts, I'm just trying to get Charlie out of the, get Charlie to come out of retirement and, and send us a question or a response. Um, Charlie's our listener who always gives us great feedback. Our one feedback listener. <laughs> our one feedbacker. Should they just get rid of this whole idea of Legends versus Canon? So for any new walkers, uh, as you probably know, as a Star Wars fan, there were the original movies and the original trilogy, and then there were all these books that were written. And since then, you know, Star Wars has expanded to everything, comic books, cartoons, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then when Lucasfilm bought Disney a few years nope. back. Other way around. I mean. Disney bought Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> when Disney bought Lucasfilm. Ooh, special Forces. Oh, crap. <laughs> Some more editing. Uh <laughs> When uh, when George Lucas bought Bob Iger, <laughs> uh, when Bo- yeah, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, yep. they said, okay, all of that stuff, all of that expanded universe stuff, Heir to the Empire, Shadows of the Empire, even Knights of the Old Republic, I think, right? All that stuff. Oh, everything. Everything is no longer considered Star Wars canon. It is no longer officially considered what happened in Star Wars history. Yeah. Uh, but they did reserve the right. To pluck. To pluck. So they could say, well, you know, we do kind of like Thrawn. So, yeah, no, he's still canon. And then they put him in Star Wars Rebels, for example. Um, So my thing is this. Like, why even have that distinction, right? So if you got rid of this whole idea of of, uh, canon versus – so they they refer to all that stuff that used to be canon as as legends. legends. Um, Then you kind of practice what you're preaching with the whole Obi-Wan from a certain point of view – and you could just kind of have it be this nebulous thing where Star Wars fans uh, kind of debate. Yeah, I mean, so there was that that article that Jeff sent us, I yeah. think, last week or two weeks ago by the guy that runs fandom mm-hmm. um, about how Wikipedia had to, like, really go through all of their articles and and label those that were no longer decanonify yeah um and i think it actually does help a little bit because like there were so many inconsistencies in the eu like i remember reading a book when i was a kid that said that um owen lars and obi-wan kenobi were brothers and I had to write to Star the Star Wars Insider magazine <laughs> to get clarification because I was like, I have never seen this written anywhere before. Is this true? And they were like, no, it is not. But what? you know Obi-Wan. He likes to lie. <laughs> um, is that what he does best? So – I just feel like it, it's easy, and it's also, it gives the, the future directors, and I know I'm, like, quoting this article, basically. Right. But it gives future directors the opportunity to, like, not worry about upsetting fans, because that's one of yep. the things with Star Wars, like, as we've noticed from us just talking about these movies, is, like, you can, you can, you're going to do everything that you think is right, and there will still be people that are upset. Right. So if you, if you don't differentiate between pre-purchase and post-purchase canon and legends you <laughs> hey it's like ad and bc <laughs> just saying it's or bce and ce poor star wars fans yeah um if you don't differentiate between them you end up with like this this just like mess of like who knows yeah. who's going to be offended by what we do to these characters right 
I think it just makes it easier. But it also is cool because you do get these opportunities where, like, Timothy Zahn gets to write a whole new Thrawn book. That is true. And, it, like, yeah. you get to bring new people into the fold who have been inspired by all of their years reading the EU. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I was, I was begrudged by it before, right. but now I'm okay with it. I, I, I know it's kind of a pipe dream, right? Because we would all love to just have the parts that we love. But Star Wars yeah. is like your family. You can't just keep the ones you like. There was so much about the EU that I hated. <laughs> um, Mostly the dense writing, which I have to say, it looks like has changed since they've made people start writing new books. Yeah. It's not as hard to read, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, that, and that is the good thing. I'm also not 12 anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just really happy to hear that you wrote into Star Wars Insider. Twice. Yeah. Didn't you write to Mark Hamill? No, I wrote to Star Wars Insider to ask for Mark Hamill's address. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> that all makes sense now. <clears throat> okay. Next, Rando. Uh, I think that in Rogue One, they should have had just one shot inside the cockpit of the ghost. No. From Rebels. Yeah, because no. think about it, okay? You did show the insides of different ships. Even So here's how I would envision it, Al. Okay. Else. Al. Al. I got caught between Allie and Al's. Mm, that's fair. So Al. Yeah. <clears throat> Al's. Her? Here's what I would do. <laughs> I would have a shot from the back of the cockpit so that you just see the back of the characters. So they're kind of, um, you know, silhouetted. Silhouettes. Yeah. All right. Right? All right. Because the thing is, if you're going to include the ghost in the movie, that means, like, you're going out of your way to recognize Rebels as an important part of the current Star Wars universe mm-hmm. and that they were there for that battle above Scarif and we went, I mean, how many shots are there of the ghost flying around? Like a bajillion? I don't know. I only see it like twice. So just one shot. And you have Chopper in the movie too, as everybody and knows. And you get somebody saying General Sandula. Right? So why not just go that one extra? I mean, can you imagine though? Like, how would you react? Like for, and you're not a huge Rebels fan. No, I'm not. But if you were. Oh, I'd still think it was cool. Yeah, and there's a, and there are a lot of great moments that are like really like fist pumps for the fans, but that would have just I think that would have sent people over the freaking moon of Andor. I think they would have had to figure out how to work it in though, because the other ship interiors that we see, there's reasons for them. Yeah, that's true. So Right. But I, yeah, I guess yeah. Or 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 picture even like, you know, here's when you could have done it. Okay, because I work for Lucasfilm now and I'm going to go back and do all the special editions of the new movies. <laughs> uh when they pull that brilliant military move of slamming the Hammerhead Corvette into the Star Destroyer and knocking it into another Star Destroyer, and the boat they both crash into the uh, shield gate thingamajig above Scarif. Oh, you see it through the cockpit of the ghost? Yes. Okay, yeah, I could see that working. Woohoo, I convinced you. All right. <laughs> uh, last rando. Yeah. Um, uh, just a little update on the Poe Dameron, po Dameron comic. Where things have progressed, still nothing going on there. (laughs) All right, walkers, that's the randos. This is Brett. This is Allie. And we've been two human beings, two wonderful human beings. Talking about Star Wars all All the the time. time.